Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, happy playoffs to you. We're two rounds or two rounds, two games in. It feels like two rounds. Yeah. It feels like uh, <laughs> after uh, last night, I feel like the Sharks went uh, went run- one round and got knocked out uh, by a knockout punch last night. But uh, two games in, dude, completely different experiences, both yes. games. Yes. And we are here to recap it for you. In studio, dude. That's right. In studio, live, together. As we brace ourselves for Vegas, we have our Vegas trip coming up on Monday. So happy Easter to us. Yes. And uh, happy, uh, we'll celebrate by guzzling uh, lots of Jack Daniels and That's eating right. steak. That's right. And, and betting and on the betting, first round. Betting on the first round of the NHL playoffs, which will be lots of fun. There's been some some interesting stuff, some things that uh, are making... Me in particular look yeah. like a genius in terms of how a St. Louis is right. treating Minnesota. the Minnesota Wild, but I guess we'll get to that later, dude. Let's start with the Sharks. Completely different games. Let's start with the good, dude. Game one. How did you feel about game one? Going into it, I know that we were definitely cautious, but after game one, you felt what? I felt good. Uh I, I contr- even though the Sharks did not uh, lead a single second in that game, and they still haven't led a single second in this series, which is uh, something I know I talked about uh, against Pittsburgh in the finals last year, which happened for an uncomfortable amount of games in that series. Uh, the, the way that the Sharks dominated the second two periods in game one was obviously very encouraging, especially the fact that they could do that without Joe Thorne in the lineup. And without Logan Couture being particularly effective, I, I I don't know if I would go so far as to say he was ineffective, which some people said, oh, he made no impact on the game. I disagree with that. I think he made an impact on the game just by being there. And certainly he was better than a replacement level player in game one, without a doubt. So I was really pretty stoked with how the Sharks uh, performed. And I think that I, I we were talking about how the Oilers may pucker up if they lose at home because clearly their fan base is uh, very engaged, uh, very involved, very excited about the Oilers oh, yeah. this year and Connor McDavid and being in the playoffs and all of those things as most Canadian teams are, certainly with that uh, heritage. So going into game two, I'm like, even if this goes 1-1, as most people would expect, the Oilers being the favorite in the series... Right. Let's try to keep this in some perspective. Going one-one, I think the Sharks would have done their job. Sure, I, I would have felt a lot better about that if I hadn't have burned my eyeballs with last night, <laughs> which was Game Two. Right. But let's keep talking about Game One. The things that went right. Hurdle was just a complete beast. Yes, he was awesome. Thought Tierney was particularly good. Timo Meyer had a good game. Uh, they got good play from the supporting cast, which is what we saw at the end of the season when those guys had to really step up and play well. And 
that was extremely encouraging. They shut down Connor McDavid, and Martin Jones was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the recipe for success was there. How do you stop a faster, more skilled team? And the Sharks did it by imposing their will. Last night, I fear we saw the truth, which is the Sharks, granted, even strength, the game was 0-0, got bullied. Yeah. And they got out-skilled and outclassed. And it it was hard to watch, dude. It It was was painful to watch. And I'm actually glad that we weren't together when we (laughs) watched it because... It would have spiraled out of control. I, I think that <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was it was really difficult. I think it was one of the hardest sharks. It ranked up there for me when the sharks lost to Chicago and got swept. Yeah, yeah. For how painful to watch. Well, those of us who are longtime sharks fans remember the tennis series, right? The year after the sharks beat the Red Wings in their first playoff appearance. They lost every game, 6-0, 6-2, 6-3, 6-1 or something. Right. Nothing will compare to that. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually going to try not to spend too long rhapsodizing about how god-awful the power play is because I think everybody else in the world is doing that right now. From TSN to Kevin Kurz to every person I know who tweets to every hockey blog in existence is going to talk about how putrid the Sharks power play is so a, a short note on that, it was bad. It was obviously bad, right? I, they gave up two shorties. It's bad, okay? I, I'm, I don't mean to undersell how bad it was because it's, it's literally, I think I tweeted, it's literally like the worst power play I've ever seen Yeah, like the, in memory yeah. for the Sharks. It's literally the worst. But I'm not going to just completely dwell on it. Let's everybody accept it. Let's, let's move on and talk about something that might be a little bit more interesting, which is I, I'm not as... I'm I'm not quite as bothered about the bullying thing as you are because it because the bullying was not uh accompanied by discipline, right? They hit the sharks early, they hit the sharks often. They were obviously targeting Logan Couture's head, clearly, right? He took like two headshots in the first game, he took two last night at least. Everybody was targeting his head, okay? And it resulted in a lot of really stupid penalties to good players on the Oilers and of course, it makes it worse than the fact that the Sharks were not even close to capitalizing on all of those mistakes. But if they were doing all this stuff and, and bullying and operating within the bounds of playoff hockey, whereas you know extra stuff is let go and they didn't take all those penalties, then I would be more worried about that than I am right now. But if they, keep, if they continue to take six minors or seven minors a night, that eventually will hurt them didn't last night actually help them if you will want to call it, it dude that. will it eventually hurt them dude <laughs> that's the question that's the question of the in, series yes in theory as we're waxing here yes you're correct that that's not a philosophy you would normally want to employ because an nhl championship level team should be able to burn you on the power play in six attempts instead of actually giving up two goals in that scenario what I didn't like is that there has to be, and this has been the 
the problem with the Sharks for years. And last year, it was not a problem. They were able to survive it against three very physical teams in the playoffs before they got to Pittsburgh. They got through the Kings, the Predators, and the Blues and were able to withstand it because the power play was so good. You couldn't do that because the Sharks would burn you. Last night, when Cassian did a Superman impression and he should have got burned for a charge, didn't, and I know people have been going off about that too. We won't waste a lot of time on it. But he did that and nobody did anything. Logan Couture is playing with a broken face. Right. Nobody did anything. They let it happen, and that really irritated me. And then it really irritated me when he ran Brent Burns after the whistle. Nobody did anything. That's BS, dude. That's garbage. I hate it. And I think that the the ghost of the old Sharks crept in last night. The team that would not respond when they run your key players. And that's why I said, I think we're going to see Michael Haley tomorrow. And I'm not saying necessarily that he's going to add anything positive to the game. But when you're other than, you know what? If you're going to do that, then you have to think about that Michael Haley might come out in the next shift and run Connor McDavid. Right. You have to have that. If that's what they're going to do, they've got to think about it. Because right now the Sharks do not have that person. We don't have Tommy Wingles. We don't have Rafi Torres to be that little bit of a, a, a moment in your mind. We don't have Roman Polak for as crappy as he was at times in the playoffs. Right. He was that insurance, and we saw him fight last year in the playoffs. Yep. We don't have that. I think this will continue to happen unless the Sharks draw, uh, dress Michael Haley. Don't play him a single second. Right. Don't. Don't play him a single second. Because essentially, you're not. I mean, Sorensen played like eight minutes. You're right. not really. Okay, we can absorb that. Right. Let's just say to them, okay, this isn't going to happen anymore because I'll tell you what, dude, I think Todd McClellan knows this team extremely well. <laughs> right. And I think he saw for years that they don't respond well to this. Right. So now they're doing it. They're doing it to a team that he knows won't respond. I think it's garbage. I hate it. It made him more upset than the power play, seeing that they allowed Cassian to hit Logan Couture up high. And I just, I don't, I don't like it. I think yeah. it's garbage. I wish they could respond by scoring on the power play. But well, if, that's... if they can't do that, then I guess this is, to me, this is a uh, not very satisfying second place. I would much rather them move around on the power play, not play exactly the same formation every time, not try to do the exact same play every time. Sure. I would much rather them sit Michael Haley, have him take notes on the power play and improve it. <laughs> sure, I agree. I want. I would rather that be the solution, and we saw that's how the Sharks got to the Cup Finals last year. That was the, the deterrent from bullying the Sharks. They will make you pay right. if you do that. If you put them on special teams, you're going to lose. But something is fundamentally wrong with this power play. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know how they can say, well... No, it, yeah, we need to improve. You think? You think? I mean, you're you're but, one for but, 12. You're one for 12. What's changing? There's right. continued lack of movement, continued lack of creativity. We have the skilled players. We have the skill. I know. 
and 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 it just got it got worse and worse as the game went it just got worse and worse to the point where they just have zero confidence yeah you can at all they almost don't want to be on the power play (laughs) i know because they know how bad it is you make you it makes you wonder if they want to decline the penalties like you could decline (laughs) a penalty in football we'll we'll take it no 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 we'll we'll just we decline we declined holding declined you know dude (laughs) i mean it but dude, okay, so think think about this. What if game one happened second and game two happened first? How how different would you be feeling right now? A lot better, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I would. I would. Okay. So the fact that it happened this order is really what's really bothering us, not the fact that it happened exactly this way. Obviously, game two is not our favorite, but let's try let's try and keep our eye on the prize here. I'm saying this partially because a good friend of mine said, man, you guys are really depressing the last two podcasts, and I'm trying to put a positive spin on this a little bit. The fact is nobody expected the Sharks to go in to the Oilers and completely dominate them for 40 minutes and win the game. You're right. And that happened. You're right. Without Joe Thornton. Absolutely. And I'm really, 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 really hoping that Joe Thornton can come back because I think that could provide a huge boost to the entire team. It would be a huge emotional lift. And I'll be honest, dude, I expect it. I think it will happen tomorrow. You think so? Yes, I think it will. Um, I think it may have been the plan all along. Okay. And... Uh, I think if he is capable of playing, he's going to play tomorrow. Right. Because the tank will go bananas. Right. When he steps out there and takes that opening face off, people will go nuts. The team will be incredibly emotional about it, I think. Right. Because they need the paddles after last night. Yes. Because it was about as unemotional it was like watching Stephen wright do stand-up comedy if you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, yeah, what yeah. i'm talking about dude right. it was still it was a monotone game from the sharks just yeah. completely monotone and I, I don't know you're right dude if if we had said before that we would get one in edmonton we'd be happy it sucks that it happened in the way that it did right but you're right we should take a, if the sharks can do what they did in game one right They'll win the series. Yeah. It's that easy. If the Oilers can do what they did in game two, they'll win, they'll the, win series. the series. So we saw the recipe to success. Right. And you, just, and you said game two was more or less how the series is going to go. I don't think so. I think it's going to be somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. The Sharks cannot play that bad. I think they're just not able to play that bad for another four games or whatever. And, and, and the Oilers probably aren't going to play as bad as they played in game one. There's going to be some something in the middle here. It just reminded me of the finals. It reminded me of the Stanley Cup finals, minus the bullying, but yeah, like yeah. the the clear difference in speed and skill. The only thing that made it two nothing was the fact that Martin Jones was amazing, right? And we saw that mm-hmm. all Stanley Cup finals. They couldn't deal with the waves. I mean, when Zach Cassian is blowing around you with speed, right? That's a concern because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the guy that you're trying to even key on stopping. And he looked like, yeah, you know, a dominant he player. He looked like Cam Neely. I yeah. Think. I mean, he, he, he had an amazing game and I, do I think he can do it again? No, I actually think he's more likely to be a liability. Right. Whereas we've seen him lose his, right. his shirt. And we've other, seen Lucic do it too. Right. And they like, don't like to be hit. So let's hit them a little bit. Right. Somebody, please. Yeah. But nobody even tried to do that. I, I would have liked to have seen when the game was, was I mean, I know it was 2 nothing. I know we pulled the goalie, right? 
It wasn't lost yet. Yeah. It was lost. Oh, yeah. Somebody should have responded, not in an inappropriate way, right? but somebody should have done something, dude. And they just kind of, I felt like they had their head down. But you're right, dude. Leaving Edmonton 1-1 is about as good of a scenario as I think we could have realistically expected. And we have to focus on what could happen tomorrow, which is the Sharks could get a huge lift from Joe Thornton. Right. And they could respond very positively in the tank, which historically has been a very difficult place for teams to come and play in the playoffs. Right, right. I don't think it's... Even if you're depressed over game two, and believe me, neither of us are happy about it, I just don't think it's going to continue. I, the Sharks have been here before. They've faced difficult teams. They're facing a different kind of adversity this year than they have before. But it's not like Joe Pavelski and Patrick Marlowe and Joel Ward are just going to lay down. These guys don't lay down. That's one thing about the Sharks that we learned last year. They laid down last night, dude, and I didn't like it. But they don't lay... I mean, they've had bad games last year, too. That's true. That is true. And there was I mean, at least one or two games right. against the Blues and that we were very right. afraid. Of course, dude. Of course. And and we will see how they respond. This team responded to adversity extremely well last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Extremely well. Right. Whenever we thought that they were going to be in for a bumpy ride, they came back and won that next game. The fact that they are not at full health yeah. gives me pause. Of course. But if Thornton is improving and if they can figure out what the hell is wrong with the power play, <laughs> um, then we could see this trend back the Sharks way, dude. I'm hopeful. They should do the weave, like uh, like the uh, Globetrotters. Do did. the curly shuffle. I mean, like, yeah. do, do, do... They should do the weave. They should do, some, do the flying V. Just just watch all the hockey movies and do all the dumb tactics that those hockey anything. movies... Are, anything. 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 Flying V. I want to see the flying V. Because there's just... There's no movement, no nothing. I, I just... I don't get it, but, but, but we press on, dude. Let's talk about the other series. Okay. What's going on. So, uh, Pittsburgh has the series pretty well in hand at this point. Well, you would think so. I, I still expect that very possible Columbus could win game three in sure. Columbus, sure. you know, they could win a game which, at home. I'm not saying um, it's going to be a sweep that that's going to be a very emotional affair. I think, um, Columbus but is n- they, they've been outclassed. Have Most, they ever won a playoff game? I don't know. They may have won a playoff game. I know they've never won a series. No, they've never won a series. And they're not going to win this one. No, they're I not. Mean, uh, Pittsburgh playing way better than I would have expected with their injury problems. I mean, right. it's not just no Latang, It's no Kunitz. Right. It's no Hagelin. Like, they have... Yeah. And, and no Matt Murray Is Daly as back? well. Is Daly? Yeah, Daly's back. Okay. Mata's so, back. So, I mean... They have depth, but missing major contributors like Hagelin, Kunitz, and right. Latang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you know, and Latang is out. You know, I don't know what the deal is with the other two guys, but um, they they look they look good. They definitely look good. The Montreal Are Rangers. You, you puckered about that a little bit. What the Montreal Rangers series? Sure. Yeah, I you, am. Puckered. You got to be because the one thing that I've noticed watching a little bit of both of those games is Lundqvist is playing amazing, but. I think, on the other hand, you should be puckered by the sheer fact that Montreal even scored four goals. That's true. So, <laughs> That's like, true. Montreal scored four goals, and they did not quit. That's a great series. A very entertaining game last great night. Great overtime. Just really enjoyed watching it. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm rooting for Montreal because I have them in the Vegas pool. 
I think that's a toss-up right now. It's a toss-up series. I still like Montreal because they have the they still have the better goalie, even as good as Lundqvist is playing. I still think they have the goalie that I would want to go to war with. It's gonna it kind of go deep though. That's gonna be a seven gamer. Yeah, like, it could it could easily be be good stuff. But with with Lundqvist coming back, I think the difference between him and Carey Price is now a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's played well. And when Mark Stahl is scoring goals, <laughs> it's you know it's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's a great series. I'm gonna try and watch as much of that series yeah, as I possibly absolutely. can. Absolutely. Obviously, you look like a genius because Minnesota has now lost two straight, and they look pretty lost. It's bizarre, yeah. but it. I asked you yesterday, is Bruce Boudreaux the most overrated coach in NHL history? He might be. Because, I mean, this guy is is a genius in the regular season and a fool in the playoffs. Right. And I can't even necessarily point to anything that he's done wrong. Like, it. it's just his system or his structure or right. whatever, his team's... They just can't rise to the occasion. I know. What is that? When it gets to Stanley Cup playoffs time. So losing to St. Louis, which is, we said, they're one of the hottest teams coming into this. Yep. But you look at their team, and for most of the players, you go, who? Oh, yeah. Barbachev. And I mean, like, you know, who are these guys? They've got no fabric. Like Barbaco, isn't that yeah. uh, the tofu <laughs> know, you get delicious. at Chipotle? It's delicious. Mm, Chipotle. Um, it's not tofu, dude. It's uh, pork, I think. No, bar- I thought barbecue. Oh, anyway, dude, we're, we're not going I mean, there. <laughs> no Stasny, Shattenkirk's gone. Yeah, no, uh, no Fabry. Right, and they still they just play a great team game. And no Bacchus. Yeah, yeah, and then Bacchus is gone. Brower's gone. Right. I mean, I don't think it's sustainable past Minnesota, but you know, I mean, <laughs> they've kind of got the wild bent over a barrel hills. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Boston and Ottawa. That did you, was. Did you watch a minute? I, I didn't watch. Any I, I didn't watch any of it, but it was a, it was a close game. Yeah. Boston dealing with some injury problems. They signed this kid right out of college, McAvoy, and they play. He comes him. in, plays twenty million minutes, <laughs> and they win. I know. So you know, um, we'll see. That's a that's the leadoff game here today. I'll probably watch some of that game today. Yeah, I'll try to watch some if I. Well, although that's the series I'm. Toronto's I'm spooking Washington a yeah, little bit. They, I, I think, but I think it's exactly what you predicted, which is Toronto's playing fast and loose. Washington's good. Of course, Justin Williams has to score too. Of course, uh, and so and Tom Wilson comes in in overtime uh, and scores a really nice goal, actually. But uh, I think I think Washington's just got too much and and. I'm glad that they were playing. They played smart in that game, and I think they played pretty mature in that game, which we haven't sort of seen in the past. And I put that a little bit on uh, the man with no neck. So <laughs> I just I I just think they they seem to have like a different a different approach now. Yeah, they didn't panic when they were down two one. They didn't panic. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, winning the tr- I, I mean, of course, it's the first round and everything, but. I think having Holtby is a huge addition from some of the some of the uh, Washington Capitals teams of old that were so disappointing. Is that Holtby is a legitimate Vesna candidate, and he right. may win the he may win it. Um, and so having that kind of confidence on the defensive side, I think, will really help Washington. One thing that's pretty clear in the next three or four years, we're probably going to see a Toronto Edmonton Stanley Cup Finals, which this. 
nation of Canada may explode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's going to be like the mother of all bombs. Uh, oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, in a hockey way. Yes, yeah. In a hockey way. Not like in a <laughs> destruction way. Um, Nashville coming in yeah. and beating Chicago, who... You know, the concern with Chicago coming into the playoffs is they did not end the season well. Right. right. So um, they certainly didn't play well or, you know, didn't play well enough. And then Calgary continues to lose every single game in the city of Anaheim. <laughs> that's so, right. That's right. Um, that series. Orange County is like a close dead game. Zone. I mean, close game. Three, two, yeah. you know, but um Anaheim wins again at home. So today we've got Boston in Ottawa. We've got Toronto in Washington. We've got Nashville in Chicago and Calgary in Anaheim, dude. So a, a pretty exciting start. Home teams not dominating those game ones, actually playing rather poorly. Right. We'll see how that corrects itself today. Right. Yeah, we definitely want to see. Uh, I definitely want to see Chicago bounce back, see if they can get going in the right direction. But remember that one year they won the Stanley Cup? They were down 3 1 to the Wings. And they came back and won that series, and then they just rolled the rest of the time. Right, right. You know, they have a way of at least, you know, that core of that team, you know, being Kane, Taves, Keith, and uh, oh, who's the other defenseman? Mm. Seabrook. Thank you. Seabrook. And now Hosa. Brian Campbell. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Campbell. Brian Campbell. And Hosa, obviously. They just, they can feed, they can sort of sure. create this momentum from game yeah, to they've game. They've got such an experienced uh, championship core, dude, that. And it's just—it's so annoying how they get rid of people and they just bring them back. You know? I know. I know. But do you, Campbell? Come on back, right? It's like you never. And left. then the guys are like, "I really want to come back. I'll play for fifty cents and a cup of coffee." <laughs> like, it's like on. playing for the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly, dude. Uh, the thing that Chicago is going to have to be careful of is that Nashville, talent-wise, is not your normal second wild card team. Right. Like. It smells a little this bit. This isn't the David Legwand yeah, Nashville Predators. This is a really good Nashville team that I think is better than their seeding. So if they are going to be kind of casual again mm-hmm. or not, if they don't win this second game, they could be in some big trouble. They will I hurt mean, you. It, yeah. I right. mean, the Preds, this Preds team is better offensively. Um, they have they have PK Subin on D, and he may not even be their best defenseman right. this year. I mean, they they have an outstanding defensive core, and Rene, you know, has been an issue in the playoffs, but he certainly was outstanding in Game One. So, um, we'll see, dude. Boy, boy, do I hope they knock out the Hawks, dude. <laughs> no. But I mean, <laughs> I'm you know you, you know that in terms of our Vegas bet, the team I'm most scared of right now is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could quietly. Just roll again. Yeah, I, I, because Pittsburgh, Washington, round two. I am not excited as a person who picked the Capitals. I am not excited about that series from a Capitals perspective. That does not make me happy. Well, I, I still think that the very possible scenario will be that that series will be so epic, right? That whoever's left after that, whether it be the Rangers, Montreal, or Boston, which is unlikely, yeah, but right. but possible. Yeah. Um, which you know, I I think I lo- I look more at Boston's roster, and if Tory Crew was healthy, I'd feel a little bit better about it. But you know, uh, the pieces that you look at for a championship contender, like they're kind of there. Yeah. I mean, they've got yeah. a number one center. Yep. They've got a uh, t- 
two top scoring wingers right. in Pasternak and Brad Marchand. They've got two elite defensemen in Krug and Chara, right. who's had a bit of a resurgence. And they have a elite goalie. Right. So right, yeah, they may pump? be a little bit of a uh oh. Well, it's a depth situation though. Sure. But even on that, like they're not in a horrid state. Like their third and fourth lines are not embarrassing. Right. It I wouldn't count them out if they kind of have their way here with Ottawa and get out of there quickly. Same thing. I mean, they could be waiting for that Montreal Rangers winner, and that could be a tough one. Right. And just kind of be laying in wait. So, um, you're right. If the Boston Ottawa series is a short one, and and Boston gets healthy and rested, that right. could be that could be bad for whoever. The best comes news out. for you will be if Columbus can rally and yeah. take Pittsburgh to six games. Like right, I think, right? Because even as well as Toronto played, I do not expect them to win a game. In like this I didn't series. notice Cam Atkinson like once in that entire. No, stretch. I, mean, I didn't like, notice him at all. Like this guy was supposed to be amazing. He's amazing, right? I mean, he's like he this, this young phenom, whatever. Sure. I didn't notice him at all. No. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh kind of gave them a a wedgie. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it was too bad because Columbus actually was playing really well until the first goal, where Bobrovsky just played super casual with the puck behind the net and just Sheary just picked his pocket, threw it right. out in front, and then there was this bang bang play that that right. uh, Crosby knocked in, and then. Columbus is like, <sighs> after that. And that was kind of the whole game. Dude, we got the Barracuda start the playoffs as well coming up here Yeah, uh, in the next week. And they had the second best record in the AHL. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, if they play well. Right. And if we have dueling cup runs yeah. happening in the same arena. And and the good thing is is that there might be something to be excited about if the Sharks do not prevail in this round. True, because you can imagine LeBanc will go back down, Meyer will go back down, right? Sorensen, um, Sorensen would go back down. Who else would they put down there? Um, that's pretty much that's it. probably it. Tim Heed, Heed pants now. Yep, good stuff, dude. Well, dude, Sunday night at the Tank's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I hope it will be. <laughs> I, I'm. Yeah. I I expect Jumbo to play. Like I think that he will play. And I'll say I expect I think Michael Haley's gonna play. And you know I think earlier I said I, I don't know if it's the right decision. I say I think it is. I think it's the right decision. I think that you have to have that deterrence sitting there. Since you're not able to stop them by burning them on the power play, you have to have that guy sitting there. It's like, all right. Well, you know what? Who's if, afraid of Michael Haley? Dude. Milan Lucic is not afraid of Michael Haley. I'm not saying that Milan Lucic should be afraid of Michael Haley. I'm saying that Jordan Eberle should be afraid of Michael Haley. They don't need Jordan Eberle. <laughs> or that Connor McDavid should be afraid. Yeah, yeah. Or that, you know, Adam Larson should be afraid. Because they're not... Tar- um, what's his bucket? Uh, bald Cassian, toothless yeah. man. Yeah. He wasn't hitting Brendan Dillon. Right. You know, he he hit the guy with a broken face. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's garbage. Yeah. Like yeah. I and, and I get it. I mean, and from a hockey hockey perspective, he didn't get called for a penalty, and it changed. Like it fueled it through gasoline on a fire. Right. For a team right. that was already burning, and it was good play by him for his team. But I think that if the Sharks have Haley sitting there. They might have to think twice about it because 
All right, well, Michael Haley's going to come out there and he's going to be looking right for Mr. I'll put the puck in the other team's net during the warmups. Right. And, uh, and Leon Dreisaitl, um, meet a Michael Haley check to the face. Right, right. And, and I think they will have to think about that. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and fight Milan Lucic. That's yeah. not what he would be there to do. That's not going to work anyway. And I don't like it. Like, I don't yeah. want it to be that way. But after last night, it's kind of garbage. You dude. want a response. I yeah. do. I do want a response. And if and if, if someone else will do it, fine. I don't know who that is. Right. But um, and I don't really want Timo Meyer out there gooning it up either. But... Although he seems to have a taste for it, which I like. I liked when it was a Darnell Nurse <laughs> yeah, yeah. hit him and he just kind of took his mouth guard out and smiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. I think he's been pretty good. I want him to play more, if anything. Right, and he did. I mean, they moved him up last night. I mean, yeah. he's playing more, but you know, he's not necessarily going to be that person. I think he's a good, skilled power forward that likes the physicality, but... Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I just I don't like it. Like, but dude, I, let's not talk ourselves down again. I think that the Sharks have a good chance of winning Game Three. I'm excited about it. They're they're going to play well at home. Okay, they might have Jumbo in the lineup. I I, I think that's that's going to be a boost. I think that's the key. And they're going to be doing nothing but work on the power play today and tomorrow. Sure, or today at least. And so I. I think we're going to see something different, at least out of the power play. It may be worse. When has <laughs> this episode? I don't think if we could go back and listen to how many episodes are we on? This is episode what? I don't want to know. Where Three. you, you, I know, are the optimist. I know. I'm trying to talk myself into it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not so sure I believe myself, but I'm trying to talk myself into it. Yeah. Well, um, we're not here to encourage depression. I'm just right. saying how I feel, dude. Which is, you're right. If the games had been reversed, I'd feel a lot better, dude. One thing to remember, Vegas. 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 We're going to be in Vegas next week. It doesn't even matter. That's right. Well, it matters true. a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll hear from us after, I suppose, game four. After Vegas. All right, dude. See you in Vegas, dude. Vegas. Vegas. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.